Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. I continue my attempt to preview the 2020 Major League Baseball season, whether it's actually happening or not. We're going to act as though it is. Uh, And I'm looking into prospects that might have dynasty league value for the next couple of seasons. I tend to use a one- or two-year timeline for keeper leagues because, depending on how many minor leaguers you're allowed to stash on your roster, it can be a big ask to wait for four or five years. And we're also looking at the idea that keeper leagues, while you might be confident that it can last for 10 years or 20 years or it it will go on indefinitely, uh, when you're starting a fantasy league or, or even if you're in an existing fantasy league, there's no guarantee that it's going to continue on and on. You know, I think in the major, in the major leagues, you'll take a prospect and you're willing to wait four or five years because the, you know the league isn't going anywhere. When you're talking about a fantasy baseball league, it can be pretty tough to invest in prospects that are going to pay off four and five years down the road uh, only to have the league uh, end up canceled uh, somewhere along the way. And, and that's a real risk. So anyway, when, when it comes to prospects, uh, we're generally scouting by numbers, unless you have the, the time and inclination to get out and watch all these guys in the minor leagues or in college ball, and I don't know a whole lot of people that can do that. Uh, and so we use the numbers and scouting reports. Unfortunately, uh, there are lots of lists of top prospects. MLB.com has a very thorough list. Uh, Baseball America has been at this for a long time. Baseball Prospectus and Keith Law for The Athletic. Uh, all of these are great resources. Uh, and that's a good starting point when you're looking at players that you probably haven't seen play. Uh, And so uh, a couple of principles that I use uh, when uh, scouting players uh, as Dynasty League prospects. First of all, I don't care about fielding. And uh, at least I don't care about it any more than how it relates to whether a player will get playing time or not. And I suppose I should add uh, a piece to that is uh, on what position they are. Uh, You know, a lot of these players, if they come up and and say they're a shortstop and you're thinking, oh, it'd be great to have this offensive production at shortstop, you have to make sure they have the glove, to, the glove to fill the position of shortstop. Uh, otherwise, you know maybe what they provide for you as a as a left fielder or uh, or second baseman, maybe it's not quite as appealing. Uh, but in any case, keep that in mind that uh, the only real reason to worry about fielding is how it affects a player in terms of playing time and what role they play. Uh, when it comes to hitters, uh, production obviously matters because I don't like investing in bats that are questionable in the minor leagues. You, know, you can tell me that, well, he has this power, just hasn't arrived yet, and uh, I'm, I'm going to need to see something in the minor leagues to be confident that he can do it uh, in the major leagues, especially if we're talking on a one- or two-year timeline. It's one thing to see, see a 17-year-old who, in, in rookie league, ha- has shown signs of power but hasn't quite got the numbers yet. It's another thing to ha- have somebody who's sitting in, in double or triple A and they can't quite do it. So when it comes to hitters, I, lo- I like to look at walk-to-strikeout ratio as well um, and strikeout-to-walk ratio for pitchers because they're both indicators of the approach and whether a player is overmatched at their current level. Uh, and it's hard to project future success if those ratios show trouble. It doesn't mean you can't have success. There are free-swinging hitters uh, who can make it to the major leagues, but it, it's difficult if you're striking out a whole lot more than you're walking. And when it comes to pitchers, it's hard to secure a regular spot in a major league rotation if you're, having, if you're walking too many batters in the first place. Generally, though, it's also difficult for a rookie pitcher to be an impact performer. So my tendency is to lean towards hitters that are closer to the big leagues. And that doesn't come with any guarantees. And sometimes uh, the way your, your dynasty league draft is going, it might move your, your priorities in a bit of a different direction. But 
generally that's how I tend to focus on, on dynasty league prospects. And one more factor to take into account is age relative to level of play. Uh, certainly younger is better. There's more upside and greater potential for the future. And if a, a guy who's 18 or 19 years old hits a bit of a roadblock in their development, that's far less concerning because they have time to get back on track. If you're 24 years old and, and you suffer through a tough season at A, well, then it becomes a question of whether you're, you're even going to make it uh, in the big leagues, let alone as a player good enough uh, to have value in fantasy. So also keep in mind, the value of prospects isn't limited to just what they can provide statistically for your team. They can be valuable trade chips. Uh, so don't fall in love with your prospects, um, especially if you're a contender and, and could use immediate help. Uh, sometimes having uh, a prospect that you know looks like they might be a year or two away but could be really good, uh, that, that's a really attractive commodity when you're, when you're looking to trade for immediate help. So a reminder... Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Today, we'll continue to look at more Dynasty League prospects in the National League Central. We'll start with the Cincinnati Reds. Left-handed pitcher Nick Lodolo was the seventh pick in 2019. He's a 21-year-old left-hander who pitched just 18 and a third uh, innings after getting drafted, but he struck out 30 and walked none, none, uh, in that brief look at rookie league in A-ball. It'd be easier to be optimistic about his immediate development if this coming season if 2020 was going to be a normal season, but it doesn't look like that's the case. However, looking long-term, Lodolo looks like he could be uh, an impact pitcher for the Reds. Right-handed pitcher Hunter Green is coming back from Tommy John surgery, caused him to miss all of the 2019 season. But before that, he had a high 90s fastball and has top of the rotation upside. Obviously, health and how he recovers will become a big part of the 20-year-old's evaluation. And who knows uh, how the the layoff of the 2020 season is going to affect him, but Green's upside uh, does make him worth your consideration. Uh, catcher Tyler Stevenson was a first-round pick back in 2015. The 22-year-old spent all of last season in AA, hitting 285 with a 782 OPS. His bat has improved in the past couple of seasons, but he's probably borderline as a dynasty league prospect. Might be worth your while if you have room to stash somebody and, and kind of wait and see. But we're talking a 22-year-old in AA. Uh, maybe you're still a couple years away from Stevenson making the big leagues, uh, let alone whether, whether or not he's an impact hitter uh, in the big leagues. Uh, one last uh, prospect from the Reds. We'll shortstop Jose Garcia, a lanky Cuban middle infielder. His bat took a leap forward last season when he hit 280 with a 779 OPS. And that vaults him into position as a dynasty league candidate. He's 22 and still might be a couple of years away. But that sudden surge in offensive production does make him uh, more interesting. If you had gone back a few years before that where he, he was kind of a slap hitter who didn't do a whole lot, um, you would really have no, no interest in Garcia as a, a dynasty league prospect. Now it's at least ha worth having him on your radar. Uh, next, uh, I'll look at the top dynasty league prospects for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, and we'll start with second baseman Nico Horner. He was a first-round pick in 2018. He hit 282 with three home runs and 82 plate appearances uh, for the Cubs last season. And he seems like a good bet uh, to play regularly at second base for the Cubs in 2020. But Horner's lack of home run power or base stealing speed kind of limits his fantasy appeal. He, he may be a major league regular, but without home runs and without stolen bases, uh, you're already fighting an uphill battle in terms of fantasy, even at a position like second base. Next up is left-handed pitcher Braylon Marquez. 
21-year-old uh, southpaw who can hit 100 miles per hour on the gun. That's obviously uh, exciting. And he can be overpowering, but he has enough trouble throwing strikes uh, that maybe he could end up as a closer if uh, that might alleviate some of the problems that uh, he has as a starter. Uh, and so th the uncertainty, I guess, of Marquez's role does uh, alter the the landscape a bit as, uh, uh, as it pertains to him as a prospect in dynasty leagues because... Yes, it'd be great if he's a closer, but what if you know you you draft him in a dynasty league and it's two or three years of of setup work uh, before he's uh, before he's an actual closer? Well, can you really afford to eat those years in terms of fantasy? Whether you can you can deal with him in the setup role uh, if that's even the path that he takes? I mean, maybe he ends up as a starter and and everything kind of goes according to that plan. But when they start talking about him as a twenty one year old, and they're already tossing around the idea of him as a closer, it's probably worth keeping in mind that there is a legitimate risk of that's where he ends up. Uh, outfielder Brennan Davis was a second-round pick in 2018. And the 20-year-old hit 305 with a 907 OPS in A-ball last year. Uh, he's probably a few years away, but his production's intriguing. When, when you're scouting the stats like we are for, for Dynasty League prospects, it at least, at least helps if the stats can leave a positive impression, and that's where we are with Brennan Davis. Uh, now we'll move it on to the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, where they start with outfielder Dylan Carlson. First round pick in 2016, Carlson is knocking on the door uh, of the Cardinals' major league roster after hitting 26 home runs, stealing 20 bases, and hitting 292 with a 914 OPS in double and triple A last season. If this was a, a regular 2020 season, uh, Carlson would have a shot to get called up at some point and, and perhaps even play regularly right away uh, because he has uh, a chance to be a star. And, and you can look at who is currently uh, in the outfield for the Cardinals, and it doesn't look like there's real star power there with Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill and, you know, guys who, who could work out and, and become, you know, useful major league players. But I think Carlson has a higher ceiling than, than either one. Next up for the Cardinals, third baseman Nolan Gorman, who was drafted in the first round 2018. He had 51 extra base hits last season, but he also struck out 152 times. He has big power potential. But his high strikeout rate in A-ball... Uh, that's enough to steer me away. Uh, your mileage may vary, and you may decide that you want that uh, power potential at the hot corner, and that's fine. Uh, but I, I'd be, I'm wary of a guy who struck out 152 times at that level. Left-handed pitcher, Matthew Liberator, uh, who's acquired in the trade that sent uh, Jose Martinez to Tampa Bay. Liberator had an impressive season in A-ball. And he, the 2018 first-round pick, he was taken 16th overall uh, by the Rays. He's just 20. He's probably a few years away from pushing for a spot in a big league rotation, so that requires maybe a, an extra dose of patience. Uh, but uh, there's upside there that might make it worth your while. Uh, if you're digging deeper uh, in fantasy league, catcher Yvonne Herrera and left-handed pitcher Zach Thompson are both uh, possibly worth consideration, but they're also both at least a few years away for the Cardinals. And so you have to kind of keep that in mind. Uh, moving on to the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, where they have middle infielder Bryce Terang. Uh, he was a first-round pick in 2018, and he reached high A-ball as a 19-year-old. But his bat is still a question mark. So far in the minors, he's hit 263 with a 718 OPS. He has a great glove, and he's stolen 44 bases and 51 attempts in the minors. But the iffy hitting uh, would have to be a concern for fantasy owners. You know, You can look at his skills and say, yes, he could very well reach the major leagues, but if he can't hit uh, or doesn't hit enough, what value is he really going to provide for you uh, in terms of fantasy? 
Uh, left-handed pitcher Ethan Small is a 23-year-old who was a first-round pick last summer uh, coming out of Mississippi State, and he pitched 18 innings in A-ball uh, after that, uh, but he struck out 31 batters in those 18 innings. Uh, he's a little older uh, as a prospect, uh, so the expectation would have to be for him to move through the system pretty quickly, uh, and the uncertainty of the 2020 season may not help in that regard, but Small's instant impact in A-ball uh, would make him worth your consideration um, for Dynasty Leagues. One more for the uh, for the Brewers, catcher Mario Feliciano. Uh, drafted in the second round in 2016, he added some pop uh, last season, uh, split between high A and double A ball, hitting 19 home runs while hitting 270 with a 796 OPS. Uh, it can be difficult right, to wait on a catcher, uh, particularly one who, who can't hit. If, uh, if you're <laughs> looking at a catcher for Dynasty Leagues, they, they damn well better be able to hit. And, and so Feliciano has at least entered that conversation uh, with the power he showed uh, last year between high A and double A ball. Uh, and now to, to wrap up the National League Central Dynasty League prospects, we move to Pittsburgh, where obviously the Pirates are, are looking at a long-term rebuild, and that, that does make things more attractive for their prospects because there's more playing time uh, that's going to be available, uh, but uh, it also means they're, they're looking at coming into a pretty tough situation uh, in the foreseeable future. Uh, let's start with right-handed pitcher Mitch Keller. Uh, the 24-year-old was rocked in 11 starts for the Pirates last season. He finished with a 7.13 ERA and 1.83 whip. But he also struck out 65 and in 48 innings uh, and was effective enough at AAA. He had 3.56 ERA, 1.24 whip, and struck out 123 and 103 and two-thirds innings. Seems like Keller has the potential uh, to be a major league starter, but it's also tough to be really optimistic given how hard he was hit last season. So... Uh, you can kind of take a chance, uh, but you understand that it's a chance. You know, when you're taking a guy who had a 7.13 ERA, uh, no things are guaranteed for his future uh, in the major leagues. Third baseman, Kebrian Hayes. Uh, 23-year-old has had five seasons in the minors, and his production at AAA, which includes a 265 batting average and 751 OPS, is fine, I guess. But it's hardly something that assures him a spot in the big leagues, let alone makes him valuable enough to warrant uh, fantasy consideration. So, you know, you can know that Hayes was a, a high draft pick and uh, be interested in, in what kind of potential they saw five years ago, but uh, I don't know that we're seeing enough from him at this point to be terribly excited about him as a as a Dynasty League player. Shortstop O'Neill Cruz is an interesting one for the Pirates. Uh, he's six foot seven, and which is not only unusual, it's virtually impossible. Uh, to stick at shortstop with that kind of size. But he, that's where he is for now uh, and could move, uh, obviously, as he moves up the ladder. But uh, he's made some nice progress offensively in the past couple of seasons for the Pirates, uh, managing an 832 OPS over the past two years. Uh, it would seem unlikely that he's going to stick at shortstop, but uh, is very athletic, and, and that should help him uh, in his quest for a big league job, whether it's at shortstop or not, whether that means he moves to a corner uh, or even to the outfield. Uh, the Pirates have a bunch of younger prospects. Uh, right-handed pitcher Quinn Priester, shortstop Leover Piguero, right-handed pitcher Brennan Malone, outfielder Travis Swaggerty, but none of them are guys I'd be dying to go after in dynasty leagues unless you have uh, a lot of room to stash and save um, because I think it's going to be, it's going to take some time for these guys to not only make the major leagues uh, but have any kind of impact that is relevant, relevant for fantasy owners. So that, that will do it for the National League Central. 
I'll be back next week to finish up the dynasty prospects uh, tackling the National League West. Uh, send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. Show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to locked on fantasy baseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your source for fantasy news and analysis.